Joining me again today, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. And today we're going to, we're going to trade recipes. Bill, welcome. Hey, how are you today? I'm great. Did you bring your recipe card? You know, it's all in my brain. It's all locked in the vault of the English brain. That's where it is. We're going to call this segment Cooking with Carmen. Um, (laughs) So, because I don't have a cooking word for Bill. We would be like, unless you're like roasting something. I don't know. Well, it could be baking with Bill. Oh, it could be baking. It could be baking with Bill. Let's bake with Bill. Bill, what are you... What are you what are you cooking up, man? What are you cooking up for Thanksgiving? You know, um, my wife took over Thanksgiving, but I'm doing Christmas. And nice. I'm doing a prime rib for Christmas. That's what I'm doing. Okay, so with a prime rib, the, the, there's an importance of searing it before you cook it. Am I right? This this like way exactly. that you Tell us give us the give us the prime rib process, man. We're 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 All here right, to learn. So- so, so you get you get the prime rib, and I don't care whether whether it's bone in or bone out. Um, I I tend to like bone out, and uh, I rub it with butter uh, on the outside, and then uh, I usually put uh, some onion powder, garlic powder, or garlic salt, either of those, and uh, rub that in real good. And then stick it in the oven. I get the oven as hot as I can get it. I think my oven only goes to 500 or 525. And uh, you you uh, stick it in there, uncovered, uh, in a in a special pan that you have to buy for prime ribs. And uh, you sear it for about 20 minutes at 525. And what that does is is that that kind of bakes the crust on the outside, while the meat is still very raw on the inside. And then I back it down to somewhere around 300, give or take, uh, for about uh, two and a half to three hours. And uh, now we like our prime ribs. Now, those those are listening who know how to do this. Um, you know, all the recipes will tell you once the internal temperature gets to about 145, it's done. But that's too raw for us. That we That's too rare. So we get ours in the 155 range, maybe even 160. And that's a little bit more of a medium uh, type of deal on the prime rib. Love prime rib. Love doing it. Okay, so that's fun. Um, and <clears throat> I'm gonna. So I'll just admit to you, I've had, normally in the past I have seared my prime rib um, in a cast iron skillet on the top of the stove before I have put it in the oven at that really? like 300 temp. Right? Like I like sear it that way. I can sear every side of it. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know if it's wrong, but the baking, if I mean, you'll sear all the sides of it inside the oven, too. Oh, okay. But well, maybe you and I have a different concept of what searing is. Mm, maybe. Right? I'm just, yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know. I'm going to have to try your method, and then I'll let you know. All right, let's talk about Thanksgiving, because um, you're probably not having prime rib tomorrow. No, we're having a turkey, and my daughter, my very beautiful, precocious daughter, um, wants to use this new brine, this kind of this dry salt brine, and and we're we're going to try and rub it in, and we're going to try and follow the directions, and hopefully it all works out. And if it doesn't, then we're going to go over to Culver's and have uh, hamburgers or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> I love it. So, um, what time of day does your family eat Thanksgiving? We're a, we're a mid to late afternoon Thanksgiving Day feasting people. Yeah, uh, I I suspect we'll eat Thanksgiving sometime during the Lions game. 
mm. uh, because we're not lion, you know, we're not big Lions fans. Um, okay. it, it's it's midday for us too. We don't do it in the evening. All right. And how so, about any any like traditions? I mean, certainly to go around the table and and say what you're grateful for. But do you guys have other Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving Day traditions, like a turkey trot or anything like that? Yeah, uh, our church is developing one, and I haven't participated in it. I was thinking about going tomorrow, but with ten inches of snow, it may not happen. <laughs> uh, they they the guys get together at nine thirty on Thanksgiving morning, and they play football in the church field. Oh, uh, and then they, and then they come back and eat dinner while the wives have prepared it, which I'm not sure all the wives enjoy that. Um, so, but no, I other family traditions for Thanksgiving. No, most of our traditions are around Christmas. So maybe in four weeks we'll have to talk about, you know, what the English family does for Christmas. Well, that's so. that sounds like a good plan. All right, how about sides? Uh, people have lots of varieties in terms of the approach to cranberries. And then there is apparently a debate between stuffing or dressing of what variety. So there you go. Oh Cranberries and then stuffing. What What's happening at the English household related to these two items? Uh, Kathy, my wife, always makes both. So we'll have cranberries and we'll have stuffing. Uh, where I get involved is in the potatoes. I like to whip potatoes. All right. I love that. Okay. So give, give us, uh, for, for somebody who's never made a mashed potato... What is your methodology? Are you serious? Oh, Carmen. Okay, so here's the no. Here's the reason I'm telling you this because I actually have written down in my notes what food item makes it Thanksgiving for you. And in our family, the mashed potatoes and gravy is definitely a part of this conversation. And at one, I remember distinctly at one Thanksgiving, my mom, because she's so gracious, she let some neighbor ladies like you know, well, they wanted to bring something, and so she let one particular neighbor lady who I feel like should go unnamed because she might be listening. Um, she let her bring the potatoes and she'd apparently never made a mashed potato and you can mess it up because she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, no, um, so what, so what I do is we obviously boil the peel and boil the potatoes until they're soft. But you and don't then, cut uh, them up. See, here's the, here's the, I think tricky part. I think she cut them up too small before she boiled them. And you can't. You have to leave the chunks pretty big, like, you know, quarter a potato. Don't cut a potato into 100 little pieces. Right, right, right. So, and, and, and that's what we, that's what I do. So and you so, think that you so, thought that went without saying. Well, yeah, this that's is, how we This is radio, done. man. Nothing goes without saying. You know what? I, I got this, I got this uh, recipe from my great aunt Margaret in our family farm in Ohio, Versailles, Ohio. And I remember as a kid, she would make these whipped potatoes. And, and I went in and asked her one time, how do you do it? And so the next meal, she taught me how to do these potatoes. And I've done this way ever since. It's a Can wonderful. Can you share? Yeah. So what you do is peel, boil the potatoes, get them soft, <clears throat> stick them in the, uh, I don't know, the KitchenAid blender. And, uh, and you whip them. But I put a little milk in there. And, I, and then I put a little butter in there, and then I whip. And I mean I whip, 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 whip until they are light and airy. Now, this method also leaves a few chunks in there that that uh, will be just a little bit crunchy. And our family likes that. Mm-hmm. Our family likes the combination of the whip and the, and the chunk. And uh, and then you uh, just serve them as, as whipped potatoes and put a little gravy on them and Boy, are they filling, I'll tell you what. And they're real good. 
I love it. So fun. Okay, when we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Bill English about pies, and we are going to uh, we're going to discuss which pies we are having tomorrow for Thanksgiving and who's making them. So the pie the pie conversation up next, and then yes, we're gonna talk about leftovers. All right, that's all up next here on Mornings with Carmen. I'm smelling coffee, birds are singing just outside. Here comes your mercy streaming in with the morning light. All right, I'm continuing my conversation with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. And we are are talking about what is happening with our families tomorrow. So what have you got cooking? What is on the Thanksgiving Day, not only plan, but on the platter um, and now we're moving to pies. So what's for dessert? First of all, are you having pies or are you some sort of renegade American family that does not have pie on Thanksgiving? Oh, no. Oh, my heavens. You can't have Thanksgiving without pies. There you go. I, mean, I don't you know, think so. I agree. I, mean, I agree. Muffins, cakes, none of that would work, right? Right. So, okay. Yeah. So pie. So pie. So my wife loves um, my wife loves pumpkin pies. Now I don't. I'm not a big pumpkin guy. I don't know about you. Are you a pumpkin girl? Do you like so pumpkin? I, pie? Well, I have a pumpkin pie recipe that I have uh, doctored up a little bit, and so now there is a pumpkin pie that I love because it is has like a little bite to it. It's got ginger and cloves in it, and so it is. Oh, um, oh. It's a pumpkin pie with a little bit of a zing, and so I do like it. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm a blueberry guy, so uh, I love blueberry pies, especially when they're warmed up with some vanilla, French vanilla ice cream. Oh, my heavens. Bring the calories on. They go straight to your heart, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing. So So uh, how do you feel about pecan pie? No, thank you. No, thank you. I am not a nut guy when it comes to pies. Are you? I don't know how you feel about that. But. Well, I feel like I feel like nuts and chocolate um, should be enjoyed as nuts and as chocolate. So I don't want my chocolate contaminated with fruit, and I don't really want my nuts like in in something else. I just want the nut. Now, so I know, you don't like uh, nuts in, in ice cream? Do you I like, do nuts, like nuts, nuts? I like nuts in salad. Ooh. Okay. You know, like a pecan, strawberry, spinach salad with some goat cheese. Like that is – I think the nut works well there. But okay. I'm not a fan of a nut in a lot of other environments. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although, so although, can I tell you Can I tell you a, a listener story sure. really quickly? Um, sure. So there's a precious listener out there who uh, heard a segment that we did at one point in time, and I was just encouraging people to pick up trash, pick up litter, and just have that be like an expression of – literally throwing Satan in the trash. Like you're literally, he has littered the environment, right? And so you could just have that be like one little tangible act of defiance against Satan today. And she works at the um, Minneapolis St. Paul airport. And part of her, you know, like part of her role, right, is like picking up trash. I mean, it's everybody's job at some level. And otherwise the place would be covered with trash because people are just trash makers. Okay. So she was inspired by that and encouraged by that. And then apparently she heard another segment where I made some reference to the pecan Snickers bar, the Snickers bar that has pecans in it, which was like the limited release thing. And I didn't get one and da, da, da. She made me one. She made me. <gasps> I know. And Paul Perot is very dutifully keeping it in his refrigerator because, you know, I don't live in Minneapolis. So when I come up there the second week of December, I'm going to get my pecan Snickers bar that's, that's homemade. How fun oh is God. that? 
Oh, that's way fun. And the discipline, the discipline required in Paul's life to not eat it. You have oh, no idea. Oh, no. Oh, See? Paul, are you a pecan guy? Oh, love <laughs> pecans. And the way you talked about you, both of you dissing pecan pie. I mean, really? <laughs> and with chocolate. Really? Oh, pecan oh, pie oh. with chocolate. That's a whole different thing. Doesn't oh, that have a great. name? Isn't that like Kentucky something? I don't know. It's just it's just heaven on a plate. Oh, oh, see, uh, you know what? Heaven, here's here's the good uh, news. There's enough pie to go around. Oh no, heaven will not don't, have pecan chocolate together. I just promise you. <laughs> don't you think that the world would be a better place if people knew that Christians don't just think that there's pie in the sky, but that there's pie right now? <laughs> I mean, like, part of the misconception about Christianity is that we're just waiting for some pie-in-the-sky future. And, no, there's pie right now. There's pie at church right now. We are pie people. That was good. I like that one. That was good. There you go. I worked on that all day. Okay, how about leftovers? Apparently, you have an issue with leftovers. Bill English, what is your issue with leftovers? I was just laughing. It was the way you said it. You know, going into the going into the break, it was just the way you said it. No, we do leftovers, like everybody else. I'm sure Paul does leftovers. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, um, so can I can I give you my leftover trick? We have one trick with leftovers. So you get so the next day, <clears throat> Friday morning, get your waffle iron out and get it good and hot. And yeah. um, butter works best uh, in this methodology, but I'm sure you could spray it with something else if you wanted to. And then get your leftover stuffing or dressing out of the refrigerator and put about a um, an ice cream scoop in the middle and press it down in your waffle iron and it makes this crunchy crispy on the outside still tender and juicy on the inside waffle of stuffing that you can then put a little turkey and a little gravy on and you can have your like friday morning leftover thanksgiving breakfast that still looks looks like breakfast wow Never heard I know. of that. I'll, I'm I'll, so I'll, full I'll, of ideas. We we might have to have a cooking with Carmen segment because this is kind of fun. <laughs> well, what <laughs> Kathy does is she takes all the leftovers uh, from the various dishes and she forms a pot pie on Friday. Oh, and then she I love bakes. that. All right. And yeah. then I know there's people that, that do like a, a really, really delicious turkey soup out of many of the leftovers, which um, you can use those leftover whipped potatoes to thicken a soup. Um, and that yes. is kind of a fun way to use those. And that's delish. Okay. We have to go. We're out of time. I know. And we're hungry. We're all salivating. We're all looking for something to eat. Um, but we got to go. And Bill English, thank you so much. Have a most blessed and happy Thanksgiving. Um, I do want to direct people to this um, very provocative piece you have posted at Bibleandbusiness.com. And maybe we could talk about it next week. Investing ourselves in those who are not like us. It's really a good post, but it was it's so provocative that I want to give a, a whole segment. So can we talk about that next week? Yeah, let's yeah, let's do it next so, week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to you too, Paul. Well, thank you. You too. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> 